We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is uh, Pastor Jolly John Lukomsky from uh, St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And as we said, we, we have a, a, a... And you know, Matt, it's funny. I, I've been at this now for 40 years. How many years have you been a pastor now? You're getting up there. Less too, than you? 40. Less... <laughs> oh, don't you remember? Don't you remember? No, it's, it's, it's just to celebrate 10 years. 10-year ordination. Your, your decade is coming Isn't up? that something? Yeah, it already did. Oh, see, I so. actually thought you might have been going longer than that. Has it just been 10 uh, years? 10 years. Yeah. Is that? Okay. Yeah, 10 well, years. Cool. Uh, so anyway, my point is, is for 40 years, I, I, I've been studying the Scripture. You and I have been working together here at Wrestling with the Basics for a long time, too. And, and there's this very fundamental teaching of the Scripture, and I do not know how I could not have seen it. Um, but I, I just want to share it with our, our, our listeners now. Okay. That's exciting. After, okay. after, it is. after many decades and, in the and, ministry, and, and this is the, this something is a just very came practical, to practical, practical thing okay. that will very result good. from this too. Okay, I'm excited. Um, so I'm, if you would read, if you go to read to Genesis, read the beginning okay. of Genesis. Okay, good, good. Okay, if you would please read, i, I got to find it. I should have looked it up beforehand. Wouldn't that have been a nice... <laughs> if you read Genesis... <laughs> plan ahead for rest <laughs> of the basics? No, 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 come on. Why should we um, start now? Well, read Genesis chapter 2, okay. uh, verse 16. And verse remember, 16, this is before okay. the fall into sin. Okay, things are still... Perfect. Paradise, yeah. Chapter 2. All right. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden. All right, there there it is. So the command before the fall is what? You you may eat of every tree of the garden. And and I actually want to thank uh, my... I I should give credit where credit's due. This is kind of the result of the work of my uh, uh, brother, Professor Lekomsky, with the Biblical Understanding Research Project. Actually, he was the one that showed this insight to me. Your brother? Yeah, Professor Lekomsky. Your brother, Professor Lekomsky. You've never mentioned this professor brother of yours before well if, if you had been a, a regular a listener uh you know of of this show yeah years ago he, he in fact years ago he used to come on he's really? retired now and then where, yeah. where where does he teach where had he teached before his retirement well no he he didn't he he never taught that that was just his name <laughs> so so my, his first name was professor. professor yeah mom and dad had this idea that that a person's name could really impact their their future their destiny so they expected really great things on my brother they they call him professor and they named you jolly yeah yeah that's see people think it's a nickname but no you're <laughs> no, right that's actually my first your name, given jolly. first name so they didn't expect a lot of me but they thought maybe i would be happy at least <laughs> So, so anyway, from from the biblical uh, uh, biblical understanding research project, the BURP, uh, that's where my professor friend uh, brother used to work. But but if you'd read, so we got before the fall, we're doing what we're eating the fruit of the tree. That's the command: eat the fruit of the okay, tree. Okay. Okay. So now my professor brother pointed out, though, read what happens after the fall into sin so, from chapter right, three. Good. All right. Chapter so three. Let's your, see if your I can professor find it brother and the good people over at Burp. Burp. What are they? Uh, no, no. Really? 
really? It does. It smells. We never. Re- I didn't realize that. It's, it's just right. a biblical understanding of research. Like, <laughs> oh, I need to talk to you about <laughs> oh, that. It's an unfortunate acronym. <laughs> they need to change that. I think. So read then, if you would please, verse seventeen. All right. Oh no, we right. don't need that. Uh, where is it? Uh, oh yes, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Call the professor. The, the, the latter half of verse seventeen, where it says, "Cursed is the okay. ground." Okay. All right. Here we go. Here. Uh, okay, cursed is the ground because of you. In pain shall you eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. You shall eat what? The plants of the field. Now, now this is what happens after the fall into sin. Before you're eating the fruit of the trees. Yes. Now you're eating the plants of the plants field. Plants of the field. Right? Now I ask you this: Have you ever seen a carrot hanging on a tree? <laughs> Huh? Can't say that I have. Have you ever seen a green bean hanging from a limb? No. no. You find those where in the in the field. In the fields. So there it is, people. It's as plain as day. How could we not have seen this? Vegetables are the result of the fall into sin. <laughs> I know right now you're shocked. I can just tell by your look. You never thought it, but it's there. It's as plain it's so as day. clear. This clear biblical teaching, John. You've illuminated, enlightened all of us. So now you know. That's why we have vegetables because of sin. <laughs> so you've made this case over the years in, in a variety of ways. You've right. done it academically, you know, intellectually. You've done it just, you know, with your own opinion. But now it's biblical from, evidence from scripture. From scripture. Yeah. I can't argue with the Bible, <laughs> yeah, right? That's right. Now, I, I see there's going to be a great schism. This will call, I'm sorry. I'm just telling you what the Bible teaches, but this will certainly bring a great schism in the church because there are those that are going to say, you should eat your vegetables. It's part of the cross that we have to bear because of sin. I'm kind of thinking that Jesus has freed us from the vegetables. Freed us from the vegetables, He's from the fruits of the, the field. field. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There's going to be divisions among families now, and whole congregations might split up over this. Do you understand what you've done, John? I'm sorry. It's just, oh, where is it? Where is it, man? It's got to be here somewhere. Hold on, hold on. So. Now, there's no time for foolishness. All right. So okay. just eat bacon. Play it safe. <laughs> eat bacon. Right. It can't go wrong there. <laughs> the compromise solution that'll avoid the schism of the church. That we makes just it, all eat bacon. That makes everyone happy. There How can you, you argue go. with that one? Thank you for that, Matt. Yeah. Whew. Oh, good. Schism averted. <sighs> so anyway, close. but honestly, it's, it's right there. It's ben, right there. Ben, actually, Ben, we were doing premarital counseling, and Ben pointed out to me, yeah, look here, they're not eating from the fruit of the tree anymore. They've got to eat from the field. The field. Uh, well, there it is. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you do want to talk about? Of more serious nature. Well, that's a hard act to follow. It is. John. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, good. Uh, well, let's see here. Uh, this account I don't think involves food of of any sort, as far no. as I can tell. But. Uh, it does talk about what we've been speaking of uh, during these weeks after Easter and wrestling with the basics, and that's the resurrection. So, right. so we're still in and, that season of what Easter. what impact it had upon exactly. the church and us. Yeah, so that this resurrection isn't just an Easter Sunday one-time event. You celebrate it, it's over. But it's this present reality that shapes our lives every day of our lives as we live as people who are the redeemed of a living Savior, who has right. a living Savior who's with us always, who loves us, who cares for us, who comes to us in his word as he is right now on Wrestling with the Basics. So uh, we want to pick up with that and see how that impacted the early church. Okay. Certainly we can look at our lives too, and I, I, I think we have a couple good points to make from this account. But we want to go back to Acts and look at chapter 16. Okay. How did the resurrection shape now certain mission work? 
And, and we're thinking especially about Paul and Silas. Yeah, you you talked about that yeah. in, in previous episodes. The fact that yeah, they they were sent out. Now they're being and and the same thing going on today. We're still sent out. Yeah, that's the call. Definitely yeah. sent out. You know, the funny thing is we're we're being we, we support some missionaries at Ascension, and we do that through together in mission and through the work of our our synod, the, the LCMS. And we we have three that we help support. Two are overseas, but you know we have one that's right here in, in the U.S. domestically serving, which I think is interesting. That too. is, and you know, the United States itself that's... being a mission field. And uh, for our listeners, wherever they're at here in the United States, many of them, that's a mission field too. And you can be sent, you know, in your out in your known neighborhood. Um, anyway, uh, as an aside, keep that in mind. Uh, today, though, we look at. Uh, the second missionary journey of, of Paul and Silas, yes. who are also being sent, uh, sent around the uh, the Mediterranean world. Uh, and here they're, they're sent to a city named Philippi. Ah, oh, good old Philippi. Good old Philippi. Yeah. So, you know, the book of Philippians, of course, in the Bible. From the people of Philippi. Yeah, written yeah. to the people of Philippi. Not and, the people in the Philippines. No, I get that no, confused no. all the time. No. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's Philippi. Now, what's significant about Philippi? What is significant about Philippi? It's a city in, in what continent? I don't know. <laughs> you, you got seven to choose from, John. Or should I just call you Jolly? Asia. Asia. Is okay. it in Asia? You're close. Okay. You're close. Africa. <laughs> a little, hey, little colder. I, I, you know, Europe? <laughs> Europe. Yeah. Really? Right yes. Okay. So and the, the, the only reason I bring that up is this is really, what we point to this is the first time they go to Europe. Okay. okay. So this is so this is after the, the spirit of Jesus, we're told, keeps them from going into parts of Asia, and they have this vision of this man of Macedonia saying, come over here! We need, okay. we need you! And so now Paul goes to Philippi, which is really, you know, really the first time in Europe that he I did not realize travels. that. So it's kind of neat. Yeah, so pretty significant. And so where's like Antioch and all those places? At? Well, that's, so Antioch, the, the one that they're taking off from is, okay. yeah, in Asia. So it's right there in the, the far, uh, it would be the, the far eastern coast of the okay. Mediterranean. Yeah. So this is more in Greece now. So they got their going. passports and Macedonia stuff? Macedonia Greece. So they, so they got their passports. The they're ready to go. Okay. <laughs> um you know, and, and it's a Roman colony uh, there in Philippi, so there, yeah. there's a lot of ro- retired Roman military there. And the interesting thing is that we can we can kind of safely assume there's not We're a whole lot of... We're retiring to Philippi. It's Reti- funny you should mention it's, that. It's beautiful. It's a great retirement It is. Community. Oh, my good right friend, the Mediterranean. On the, on the Mediterranean. Can't beat it. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, okay, Roman colony there... <laughs> Keep talking. Okay, I'm keep going. talking. Go ahead. I'll keep That's talking. okay. I'll interrupt uh, you. So they go there, and there's not a synagogue, it appears. <laughs> so it looks like it's, you know, not a whole lot oh, of it's Jews. it's not working. <laughs> Shoot. All right. So Have a point. You were going to zap me with the... I know, the, and it won't work. Our that, sound well, effects aren't that's working. That's too bad. Right. The sound effects Did are on my side today. Did you turn off the sound today. effects? Okay. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> to, to to wrap up my story here, um, they're they're in in Philippi now. They've met Lydia and, and others. Up. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Oh well, okay. I'm yeah, sorry. The, the mean one won't work. Our, yeah, you know, the mean one. Yeah. You know, you know. Here's a little tip when you're telling these stories of yours. Have a yeah, point. Have okay. A point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Better for the listener. Have to do right? our own sound effects. All right. Oh. Let's pick up here. I'll okay, stop talking. I'll let you do some talking, John. Sure. Uh, Acts chapter sixteen, uh, verse sixteen. This is after they've. They've visited Philippi initially. Uh, they've met Lydia and others, and now 
they're going to go to that place of prayer, perhaps that same place where they met uh, Lydia and, and some of the ladies. And, and so I'm, Luke is with them, huh? So yeah, you know, Luke is the author of Acts, and, and here he says we. So I think we can pretty so safely Luke, assume yeah. Luke is with them here in Philippi. All right. So as we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune. Oh, well, let's just stop there for a second. Okay. So, uh, so they're going to this place of prayer, uh, met by a slave girl. Um and and what is unique about her? She has this spirit of divination. Divination, yeah. yeah. So so what in the world is that? A spirit of divination. I, I, is my, that one of the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, divination. Divinity, divinity. divinity. But I don't think this has anything to do <laughs> I, with the I spirit think of divination. You're probably right. No, but this, it was pretty good. That little kind of crispy candy cookie like stuff. But that's not. what She the, wasn't a cookie. The spirit maker. of divinity. <laughs> the spirit of divinity. <laughs> <laughs> no, this. You're right, John. This is not okay. <laughs> not the. The confection that your grandma made. <laughs> so this is this is a this is a demon. So no, this is not a fruit of the spirit. This is not a uh, yeah, dessert. Yeah, no, this is no. this is a demon. Spirit, so, small bad s, news. small yeah. s spirit. Yeah, not holy spirit. The, the Greek word here is a a Pythian spirit. Whoa! And we get this word uh, like python. Okay. Um, so it's, you that know, doesn't sound good. No, Pythons it doesn't. You know, and you know, pythons they kind of entangle you, and we think you know. Back to Genesis that we just oh, heard yeah. about this Satan, the yeah. serpent. Uh, so she's she's possessed by this demon. Um, so it, she's called a slave girl. I think it almost has a double meaning. So okay. she's literally a slave girl. And she has owners. Oh yeah, but she's also enslaved to the spirit to this evil yeah. spirit too. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So she has this uh, special ability, and and people are making money off of it. Yes, she's a money but maker. It's not really what she wants. The, well, that's she the has thing. no. Yeah, yeah, she's being used. Right. Uh, you know, we, we talk everybody. Ab- yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, men and you know, spirit alike. Exactly. You know, we talk about objectifying people and using people, and you know, um, exploiting people. Yeah. You know, and you know, sometimes women today too in our society. And here, this is what's happening. This poor girl is she's being exploited by her owners to make a few bucks because she's possessed by this demon. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm sorry, Matt, but yeah, you really did. That is kind of scary. To think that people are still doing that today. Yeah. That's still yeah. using people for whatever. I'm thinking of the people that are in the sex trades, pornography, exactly. and stuff like yep. that. And that's what they're doing. They're just being exploited. Exploiting okay. people, yeah. you know, against, and sometimes, you know, oftentimes against their will, yes. right? Yes. Like this girl, it seems to well, be the case, Well, and, and see, too. that's the tricky thing. So they may think it's according to their will, but it's really not according to their no, good. No, no. Entrapped, no. enslaved. No. I think those are all good words yeah. uh, to use to describe that. So we see what it, we'll see what happens to this girl, this young lady, in this case, um, because it ends up well for her. Um, so I think this is interesting too. This demon is fortune telling, you know, kind of predicting the future. Right. It sounds like. So I, I think you know today, you know, to, oh boy, you know, does Satan have the power to do that? You know, and, and we think about that, and we think, well, you know, Satan's not not all knowing, omniscient. He's not no. all powerful, omnipotent like God. And that's only God, right? But yet, you know, there seems to be this this ability to maybe work through the means of fortune telling or, you know, we think of Ouija boards and that sort of stuff to work through those things, perhaps, uh, in order just to entrap people and in order to, to, to bring people's attention away from God, who we should be trusting to and looking to above all things. And instead of looking to these other means, and that seems to be what perhaps what this girl's doing. You know, it occurs to me that this thought just crossed my mind. And if I'm way off track, because again, I'm the guy that thinks vegetables came, uh, from the fall, uh, um, <laughs> 
it occurred to me, no, the devil does not know the future. That's what distinguishes him from God. God does know the future. The devil doesn't. Obviously, if the devil knew what was going to happen when Christ was crucified, he might have changed his plans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But since he is the instigator of evil, he probably does know a pretty good deal about what kind of evil is going to come. Because they're his plans, what he's got. So, you know, unless God intervenes, pretty much, he can probably tell you what kind of horrible things are going to happen to you. And Mm -hmm. that's usually what fortune tellers do. Yeah, They come and predict the bad things. And, you know, probably... Probably 80% of the time they're going to be right because bad stuff does happen. It happens all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and fortune tellers, you know, they're kind of good studiers of people, yep. too, I yep. think. And Satan, he knows our simple nature. Us. You know, he that's, knows us pretty well. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, you know, the other thing is, I, I think, you know, just because someone looks like they might know the future, they're, they're telling you things that are going to happen. That doesn't necessarily mean it's from God. You know, that's because, true. Uh, that's not proof that this, this message is from God. No. In fact, it might be just the opposite. Maybe this message is from, from, from Satan. The devil. Yeah, yeah, from the devil. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, she's, she's fortune telling. And now she's, she's, she follows around Paul and, and his companions. So let's, let's read that verses. She, she followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. All right, so she she's following around for days. I mean, this goes on and on. Yeah. You know, maybe it's day and night. She's yelling stuff out, and uh, what she's yelling is, well, it's true, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. these men are servants of the Most High who proclaim to you the way of salvation. Um, and you would think, well, well, Paul, wouldn't you want this this girl? Wouldn't you want her yelling yeah. this out? You know, that, just like Jesus. Now you don't want it from the devil. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing, right? This is coming from the devil. It's it's not really serving the purpose of the gospel. It's, it's, probably distracting from their message of the gospel here. And maybe this girl has a reputation for fortune telling or being possessed. And now, okay, do do we believe Paul and Silas if if this is being proclaimed by someone who's possessed by a demon? It it, it feeds into the lie that was said about Jesus and it would be said about them too. They do these things by the power of Beelzebub. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, of course. The, the, The devils are praising them. Yeah. So, no, you don't want that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so Paul casts out this 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 demon, uh, and it comes out of her that very hour. We're said so almost immediately here. This uh, this demon comes out because of course because everything is in control of the word of, uh, of Jesus. Everything must obey the word of Jesus yes. Christ. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, and I think that's interesting too. You know, it specifically says in the name of Jesus Christ. So it's not in the name of Paul or in the name of Silas nope. or anyone else, but it's in the name of Jesus. Because right? that's the other flip side. So so you've got uh, you, you've also got the people that are trying to make Paul and 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 uh, all these other guys into gods. And they have to kind of say, no, no, we're not gods. We're not doing miracles by our power. Yeah, good point. So, uh, you know, this girl, I I think just real briefly, I think it also just shows the the devil and the demons, they know darn well who Jesus is. Yes. Right? They they know he's the son of God. Exactly. They know it. Now, they they don't have faith in him. They're known as saving faith. No, no, not that at all. But they know who he is. We see that in Jesus' ministry, too. The Bible says you believe that God is one, so do the devils. That's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So... This this girl is, is set free. We really don't hear any more from her. But you can kind of imagine the relief she feels being freed from this evil spirit and no longer enslaved. Right. And you think everyone would be happy, right? This is a great thing. A demon's cast out, but that's not the case. Well, because we're not making money off of her anymore. That's the thing. You know, you know wh- people get freed yeah. from pornography and they get yeah. freed from the sex trade and stuff. Well, then we're not making money well, yeah, off her of her anymore. Free from addiction or Who am free I going to be whatever? a pimp to? You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. And that's the case. They they don't care about this girl. 
They just care about the money she brings in for yep. them. Yeah. yeah. And so they, they so much, in fact, that now they even arrest Paul and Silas, as we'll see here in the verses that follow. Okay. But when the owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept our practice. Keep reading. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Well, and, and Matt, I'm going to call an audible here. I know. You, don't worry about finishing the story. Whatever you don't finish, we'll pick up next week. We okay. can do that. Okay. okay. Well, thanks, Jolly. Well, I know. <laughs> Honestly, we come here and we have kind of a plan. Sure. And I knew Matt was going to start getting nervous. And we don't need to rush this. Okay. This is good stuff. Well, thanks. And I, I think well, we'll see if we can wrap it up. We'll see. We'll okay. See. Um, there's no thank yous, right? They're, they're no. beat up. They're, no. they're, they're, you know, they're clothes torn off. They're thrown into the, the yeah, inner dungeon meanly, of the prison. How meanly they're tra- yeah, treated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I, well, I suppose that the most important thing to get to is, again, how Easter affects and shapes and changes us and our perceptions, um, and especially how it changes and shapes Paul and Silas in the face of being beaten and imprisoned and lack of thanks for this kindness they've shown to this girl. How do they react to all of this? And I think we see that in the, the next verse. Okay. All right. I'm ready. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly oh, there was a... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Then, okay. Yeah. Right. And then there's an earthquake, and they, they get set free, you know, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, which is really that's good. Just, that's good, too. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, for, for our purposes right now, that, that at midnight here, in prison, beaten up, bloody, bruised, in pain, um, what do they do? They pray, and they sing hymns to God, and people hear it. Yeah, and and you know what a beautiful thing you know to in the face of being persecuted for that kindness and for acting in the name of Jesus Christ instead of cursing Jesus' name, what have you gotten into us, Lord? It got us into they, instead they they pray in His name, and they sing hymns in His name, and people hear it and people listen. Yep. Yep. And um, that living Savior, boy, how it changes things. And and for us and for our listeners, you know, when we. During those times, you know, we may not be thrown in prison for casting out demons, but, you know, during those darkest times of life, just to keep in mind that those might be the opportunities where we have the, we can shine the gospel most brightly. That because of Easter, because of that living Savior, the witness that that we share in those darkest of times, boy, that's powerful. That is powerful. Whether it be in the prison or in the the funeral home or in the hospital or wherever it may be, um, boy, that opportunity to, to shine the light of Christ. And people are listening. All right. Now, I'm not going to let you go off the hook. Okay. Right, no, we need to finish this story. All right. All right. Well, see, here's our dilemma, dear people. Next week is what, Matt? Next week is Pentecost. What? It's Pentecost. And so we really need to talk about Pentecost. But I think what you just described about what these men did, in fact, in the face of being beaten and imprisoned and what have you, I think it actually relates to Pentecost very dramatically. Ooh, so my. with your permission, let's come back. And we'll finish up this story, and then we'll pick up the story of Pentecost. Or Great. at least a portion of it. Illuminate us. Okay. Again, enlighten us. Right. Uh, professor Jolly John. <laughs> no, no. Whatever that's your my name brother. is, that's your brother. My brother's brother. Professor. Okay, okay. So I'm Pentecost John. and prison. And All, together. Very good. All together. All right. All right. Next week on Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.